what's up what's up what's up welcome in welcome back to another episode of the format podcast so it's friday morning depending on when you're listening to this but it is friday morning and that means game three of the nba finals is in the books the celtics won that one going away i think 116 to 100 on wednesday night and uh took a two to one lead in the series and uh game four is tonight still in boston um quick note on that which i think was pretty interesting i think it was that in a final series tied 1-1, the team who wins game three wins the series 83% of the time. So the Celtics theoretically are in the driver's seat. But again, you can't necessarily put uh, you can't put too much into that because obviously we know the Golden State Warriors are a team that is um, full of uh, they've been tested, battle tested over many years. In the finals, they're a team with a lot of championship pedigree, and uh, they know what it is to be in this situation and what they need to do. So I, I fully expect the Warriors to come out, tie this thing up, and then continue on taking the series back to an even more pivotal game five uh, back in the Bay. Um, so should be a good one. Definitely looking forward to it. But um, this episode, I want to talk a little bit, again, not, not too long one here, um, but I want to talk a little bit about Jason Tatum. Now, We've saw this is an incredibly skilled player. This is a guy who I think for the first time in his career made first team all NBA this season. And of course, uh, us being the media, we need storylines, right? Storylines are important. They, they kind of help the game to go along. They don't change what happens in between the lines, but storylines are important. Just ask Magic, Bird, Mike, and all those guys, right? But anyway, um, when you look at this, you say Jason Tatum, first time, first team all NBA this year really coming into his own as a player just a tremendous overall skill well really good overall skill set for the modern nba can handle the ball six nine um we're seeing more than ever during this series that he can pass it i think he's averaging like over eight assists a game for this uh final series and we'll get to that in a little bit but he can pass the ball as a playmaker he can rebound which he should be able to at six nine and limited true bigs in this nba but you know he he can hit the glass um he obviously can shoot the basketball in most cases. Again, his shooting is down for this series, but we'll we'll talk on that in, in a bit anyway. Um, but overall, really, really outstanding player for the modern NBA. If I had any lack or not lack, but any critique on his uh, his game, his skill set, it would probably be that we don't see him in the post nearly as much as we should for a guy who's 6'9 and has good size and strength. Um, you look at a guy like Paul Pierce, who was his predecessor as an elite shooting guard with the Celtics, Paul Pierce could take you into the post, back you down and go to work. He could get the ball in the post. He had moves down there. He could score. Uh, Larry Bird, prior to him, obviously we knew he could go into the post. They called him master at a half inch. All it took was a half inch for him to get his shot off. But the point I'm trying to make is, and part of it is the evolution of the modern NBA game is that his post package, I think is limited. I think that would be my only issue. But anyway, what I want to talk about a little bit is, is he a superstar? So we have heard uh, a number of NBA pundits, officials, not officials, but NBA pundits, uh, talking heads, journalists, et cetera, kind of debating on this issue of whether or not Jason Tatum is a superstar. And like I said, Jason Tatum is an outstanding player with an outstanding skill set, but is he a superstar? For me, one of the biggest things that comes with being a superstar is First and foremost is what you can do on the floor. If you don't have that game on the floor, you can't be in the superstars, not even in question. But also 
um, a big part of it for me is the, the mindset, the mentality and the personality. And what, what do I mean when I say that? The mentality on the floor, you look at Tatum and part of this could be just because the way he plays is so smooth and it looks easy when he gets his buckets. A lot of times, almost effortless. He can get past most defenders in the modern NBA, although in the modern NBA, there's not a lot of great men on defenders. Again, that's just what it is. But he can get past most defenders and get to the rim and finish pretty easily at 6'9". He's got moderate to above average explosiveness. He can he can throw throw it down once he gets to the rim and you know dunk with ferocity. We saw that I think a couple of years ago when LeBron was still in the East and he banged on LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. So he he can do that. He's got the athleticism and explosiveness, so he can get to the rim. We know he's got a beautiful sweet stroke um, textbook form on his jump shot. He can really get that off and uh, knock down jumpers. Really good there. Um, Again, he can handle the ball, but the mentality, when I talk about mentality, and again, maybe it just looks this way because his skill set is so smooth, but he almost never looks to be in attack mode. He doesn't look to be that killer. And when I say that, maybe we were spoiled by the likes of Isaiah Thomas and Allen Iverson and Larry Bird and, of course, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, uh, even to some extent Kawhi Leonard, dudes who were handing you that work and looking like they wanted to destroy you in doing it. Uh, Tracy McGrady, he's another one. Jason Tatum has a skill set that's probably comparable to most of those guys, not all, but most, but he never looks like he wants to destroy you. He never looks like he's just going hard to attack you every single play. And that's what I find interesting, right? So the mentality there for me is not necessarily there in terms of a superstar offensive player mentality. The personality, the personality lends more towards off court uh, being, and I'm not saying he's not, but being more marketable, being more outgoing. And it's cool if you're a person that's unto yourself and kind of really more so about your close inner circle and your family, et cetera. No problem with that. But in terms of being a superstar, most of the superstars you see have really large personalities are more outgoing. Of course, you look at a guy like Magic, the superstars, superstars, superstar, right? Um, always smiling, always ready for the cameras. You know, uh, you look at Michael Jordan, of course, arguably the greatest superstar we've ever seen in NBA history, a LeBron James, um, Kobe, more in the second half of his career. But you saw Kobe really uh, get the more outgoing personality. Now, that didn't change in terms of him being psychomaniacal in his workouts and psychomaniacal in his attacking the enemy on the floor. But in terms of off the floor, you saw in the second half of his career, as I mentioned, how he really started being much more outgoing, being smiling more, talking more, uh, more accessible to the media, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Tatum is still young. I think he's only 25 or 24. He hasn't really been in the league that long. So he's got time to come into his own on that. You look at a guy like Shaq, who was so big, he theoretically should have been frightening everybody. But his personality was that of off the court of like a, a big kid. He was so fun-loving and, and so gregarious, always willing to give an interview, always smiling. And you see that to this day. He's still He hasn't played in forever, but he's still one of the greatest pitchmen in the history of basketball. So you see that. So I think those two things kind of really come together in terms of whether or not someone's a superstar mentality and personality. Now, you wonder, 
Jason Tatum, obviously his play is down in this final series. I think he's only shooting like 34% from the floor. He's only averaging less than 23 points per game. Now, I'm not I'm not knocking him for that. Number one, it's his first finals appearance. Larry Bird, the great Larry legend, did not play great in his first NBA finals. I think he had two games where he only had eight points, right? We would probably eviscerate him for that if he played today in this era. But we know how great Larry Legend turned out to be, right? We knew how great he was at that point, but maybe at that point, the stage was just huge for him. But also, there's this thing called defense. By the time you get to the finals, you're playing against pretty much the best of the best from the other conference. So they know they are able to key in on you. They, you, they know your tendencies. They watch your film more so than any other situation. They've got seven games, theoretically, to scheme against you. And, and you've seen that throughout these playoffs. Obviously, he played a much tougher road defensively in the Eastern Conference getting to this point. Um, so you look at it and you wonder, what's, what is it? Is it the fact that he's playing against outstanding defenses most of the way towards uh, trying to get this championship, his first one? Um, is, is the stage too big for him right now? Uh, not sure. So when I talked about mentality earlier, one of the things I mentioned was, he doesn't seem to have the requisite aggressiveness for a superstar, an offensive superstar player. And it's very interesting because the skill set is there. But then you look at his running mate, Jalen Brown, and Jalen Brown always looks like he's in attack mode, even when the shot's not falling. He now both of them, in my estimation, take too many threes. But again, it's the modern NBA. That's that's how it's done. But even still, Jalen Brown. He will, he will pull up and take that three. He will constantly attack the rim. So I really like to see that aggressive offensive mentality that he has. And if it's me, I, I kind of want to fuse into the two of them. I want more of Jay, uh, I want more of Jalen Brown's mentality with Jason Tatum's skill set. If you could somehow fuse the two of those together, Jason Tatum would be an unstoppable player. So again, I guess where I started here was is Jason Tatum a superstar? And the answer for me, and I'm a diehard Boston Celtics fan. I, I say it all the time. I've been a Celtics fan since Larry Bird was waving the towel in the garden. But if you ask me right now, Jason Tatum is not a superstar. He doesn't necessarily possess the requisite what? Mentality and personality to be there on that level. Now, I'm not saying that can't come. The skill set is already pretty much there. But once he gets mean, once he gets aggressive, and Maybe he never gets mean. Maybe he never gets aggressive. Everyone is not necessarily built like that. You got to hope so, because if that was the case, he would be one tough, tough cat to deal with. All right. But those are my thoughts on that. Is Jason Tatum a superstar? Answer right now. No. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. If you haven't already, please do click that subscribe button in the lower right corner of your screen and click the notification bell so you can be notified when new episodes come out. If you want the audio only version of this podcast, you can get it pretty much anywhere uh, you get your audio podcast, uh, Sp uh, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, um, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your audio podcast. We're available. Just type in the format podcast and we should come up. Probably won't be the first one, but we're working on getting there. OK, if your audio podcast allows you to please give us a five star rating so we can continue to move up in the algorithm, be more easily found, be more accessible to sports fans like you. Um, if you would, please leave a comment as well. That also helps us move up. And uh, uh, finally, yeah, thanks for checking in. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back next episode. And I'm out. Peace.